Welcome. You're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at vedanta.org. Om Madhu Vataritayati Madhuksharam Tishindhava Madhvir Nashanto Shadihi Madhu Naktam Muto Shasi Madhu Matpar Thibagum Rajaha Madhu Durastunapita Madhu Manno Banaspatihi Madhu Magum Mastu Surjaha Madhvir Gabu Havantunaha Ong Madhu Ong Madhu Ong Madhu Om, sweet blows the wind and the very ocean give forth blessedness. May the herbs and plants bring us health and happiness. Sweet unto us be the nights and dawns. May every particle of Mother Earth be charged with blessings. May the heavens shower us with benediction. Sweet unto be the noble forest trees. Sweet unto us the radiant sun. Sweet unto us be all living creation. Om sweetness, honey, harmony and peace. Today we are, we know, this is our topic, is Sister Nivedita. That's why we find that not many people are interested in it. <laughs> because we do not know, many of us do not know Nivedita as also what is her contribution to the modern makeup of this Indian spiritual tradition which we are standing now. Swami Vivekananda preached his Vedantic message, but to make it practical in life, to implement in life, there are only few people whose dedication, whose sacrifice actually created a remarkable impact into the society. Already we have one, this year being the 150th year of Swami Viveka, Swami Sister, Sister Nivedita's birth anniversary. So it has been celebrated now. This great personality was forgotten in the myth as it were. We forget always, good people we forget. And those who are mm, a little bit overwhelming, charm and what you call the external beating of the drum, we remember them much more. Nivedita is a life which is actually, can we say that Swami Vivekananda made Nivedita in her own hand as it were, built up what was Nivedita. Nivedita, her life is a life of Nivedita means dedication. Dedication for the cause of India, not the political India, but the India of spiritual India, which sustained the world for the good of humanity for thousands of years and will do that for future also. We find that Margaret Noble, E. Noble, as her name is, the Irish disciple of Swami Vivekananda, got the significant name, this Nibedita, the dedicated one, 
from no other person but by Swami Vivekananda himself, her guru. She proved it in her life that she has sacrificed everything for the cause of spreading the message of her master, Swami Vivekananda. Her service to India in the field of education and science, religion and philosophy, art and culture, freedom movement and national consciousness, these all and more was her contribution. Nivedita was accepted as a powerful writer in her lifetime. Her writings are to a great extent a reflection of what Swami Vivekananda's ideas and she was the external example of what Swami Vivekananda, the fire of Swami Vivekananda. Her dedication is really the Indian present day India's condition of women's education is greatly dependent on was on Sister Nivedita. She started this education system inspired by Swami Vivekananda. It was a big, great struggle in the life of her. Really, born and brought up in the West and going back to India and dedicated, dedicating the life for India of that time it was really, really unbelievable struggle and penance, as it were. This this, that time it was the Calcutta being the capital of India. There, all, all the educated people means they were educated in the ideal of Western education of Macaulay. And Macaulay's education system was to create some, what you call the clerks, so that the British Raj can continue to rule India. And in that there was no spiritual values, and that education actually created an impression that India has nothing to give to the world. India is a savage, India's religion is a savage religion. These people, they worship all dolls and all types of mischievous and mysterious things, which is not any educated people can think of that horrified ideas of worship. And it created such an impact. What was India? India was caste. India was cow worship. India was widow. Widows burning into the flame. And it was all rubbish and nonsense. All the Vedas and the Vedic literature, they were all rubbish. And this was the concept growing among the educated people of India. And Calcutta being the hotbed of all those being the capital, it was the thriving place for that. And women's education during that time was totally unconceivable because the, the daughters will have to be married when they are six years old, seven years old. Eight years old, my God, how can she walk in the street? So that was the condition when Nivedita has to come. Actually, if we look at that 
condition of India, a person coming from such high educational background and trying to go door to door for education of the girls and begging at their knees, as it, begging at their feet, as it were, to allow the girl to come. And the people were so sarcastic. They will say, why are you interested in my daughter's education? What have you to do with it? And they say, no, without women's education, our country will not rise, this, that. And you know, in, in that time also, the Babus of Calcutta, they were very selfish for themselves. They have no idea for any other, dedicating their ideal for, for higher um, truth. But they were very selfish to themselves. At the same time, they used to hate the white-skinned people. It was really a terrible thing for Nivedita to adjust there, first enter into the society itself. That's why when Swami Vivekananda brought Nivedita or Nivedita went to India for the first time, Swami Vivekananda was really worried. What will happen? Will she be accepted by India? Then when she's moving towards Holy Mother, Swami Vivekananda thought, if Holy Mother accepts, then probably Nivedita will be thought to be accepted by India. But it was a big struggle for her when she's entering. There is a beautiful movie now. It is uh, Sister Nivedita. You'll find that it is as soon as she is entering to Holy Mother's place when Swami Vivekananda said that to go to Holy Mother and get her blessings. The people, Indian women, they are thinking white-skinned people entering into the premises of Holy Mother, impure, they are outcast. Such was the concept about the people of white skin. And, and she had to work among them in the bitterness of all their mental, aggressive, uh, violent attitude towards her, she had to dedicate herself. And as she is going, everyone is looking scornfully to her. What is the motivation? Why she is here? She is mletcha. Mletcha means outcast. And all these concepts have been created in the mind of the Indian people because of whatever reason history will tell that. But that was the situation she is entering into the position. But she was overwhelmed when she met Holy Mother. Holy Mother asked her and welcomed her. And she was so overwhelmed. She said that, Oh, Noren, my Noren Vivekananda has brought a thousand petal lotus, white lotus for me from the West. And she very sweetly told Nivedita, Nivedita does not know Bengali and mother does not know English that time, but they are communicating with each other. And then when mother asked, what is your name? She said, Margaret E. Noble. Then Holy Mother said, I cannot say all these words. I will call you my darling. And darling cookie. Cookie is the term which is used for a darling daughter. And that was the name given to Nivedita by Sami Vivekananda, I sorry, Holy Mother, as Kuki all the time. And Nivedita 
felt as if she has come to a a, a place where full of love and compassion and holiness and purity that is the and holy mother sustained that relationship and first of all uh, it was difficult for a widow woman of that time to interact with a white woman like that and he asked her to sit on the same platform and fed her in her own hand some sweets as a mother feeds a baby and holy mother uh, in presence of holy mother sister nivedita is to always feel that she is a real a baby a baby to the divine mother and that recognition actually worked well and that recognition swami vivekananda when he heard that holy mother has accepted nivedita in this way he was so excited that india will accept them if holy mother accepts the india will accept and actually it happened afterwards that we find that in indeed many of us do not know today that that sister nivedita was a nation builder today's indian nation uh, what is called the unified nation the ideal of nationality it was actually nivedita's contribution a timeless appeal to the leaders of change to re- rally behind her call for national unity a concept that seems as yet to be fully comprehended yet but that was nivedita's con- contribution it was very important that she designed the first national flag indian national flag with the famous inscription this is called bande mataram actually that was the flag where every freedom fighter used to carry that national flag and they used to be and they used to give their life in the bullet before the bullets of the british died how many men women dedicated their life with this national flag and that was she it is nivedita she designed it and she designed this very word bande mataram i adore the divine mother the mother earth mother india and dared to raise it in the face of most brutal period of british rule with that one bold move she had transformed the now famous phrase from remaining merely as two words on a page in the literature of our times to the clarion call for the indian nation to rise to its full potential it was with this flag that she called upon the youth of india to follow the ancient ideals of renunciation and total sacrifice it is surprisingly he she made a symbolized in her yellow color and the bajra sign of bajra bajra is a symbol in the banner she put in this two symbol one is the orange color the orange color representing the ideal of renunciation sacrifice 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 nothing great comes without sacrifice that spirit it is nivedita who gave it and also bajra bajra means like a thunderbolt hold on to your principle like a thunderbolt don't back out so that spirit it was given by nivedita and to work ceaselessly so that india may regain its rightful place among the nations of the world 
and that was silent dedication of Sister Nivedita. Even today, after so many years, few people could remember that, that impact. And actually, that movement which started with Nivedita's inspiration. Actually, Vivekananda's inspiration in the background. Actually, in Nivedita, there was nothing. She was the epitome of expression of what Swami Vivekananda stood for. Swami Vivekananda actually dedicated her for the cause of India. And that was a very beautiful statement Swami Vivekananda said that when Swami Vivekananda inspired Swami sister about the glory of India, as Swami Vivekananda used to speak, it is said that his eyes, his appearance, his features would express the ancient India full of that spiritual fervor and which is with its highest achievements in science, art, literature, everything will be coming forth from Swami Vivekananda's face. Seeing that when Nimitita is to get infused into that spirit, when she got back in her life, people used to get inspiration from her presence. It was Vivekananda was actually entered into this heart and soul of sister Nibedita. And Swami Vivekananda said, beautiful word, he said that her vision for education, the nation has received a wide acclaim from all sections and levels of Indian society as to the most effective paths of building the nation. The later, the Swami Vivekananda invited her to India and Vivekananda wrote these words. What was wanted was not a man but a woman, a real lioness to work for the Indian women specially. India cannot yet produce great women. She must borrow them from other nations. And she is writing to Nivedita, your education, your sincerity, your purity, your immense love, determination and above all the Celtic blood make you just the women wanted. Actually that is Swami Vivekananda was so proud to ask Nivedita to dedicate uh, her life for the good of India and its spiritual growth and development. Swami Vivekananda actually poured her his own blessings and benediction to Sister Nivedita in a poem. Vivekananda wrote this poem to Sister Nivedita on 22nd September 1900 uh, in Brittany. Swamiji wanted that Nivedita should work out her own ways without depending on Vivekananda himself. So he blessed her through this poem in which were condensed all the hopes and aspirations and good wishes of the Master for his disciple. The few lines, but it is very beautiful and profound. Swami Vivekananda wrote this benediction to Nivedita that the mother's heart, the hero's will, the sweetness of the southern breeze, the sacred charm and strength that dwell on Aryan altars, flaming, free, all these be yours and many more. No ancient soul could dream before. Be thou to India's future son, the mistress, servant, friend in one. Actually, in one sense, Nivedita become the mistress, become the servant, become the friend, 
become totally to help India come out of the British rule and also to bring out in her wisdom the ancient spiritual culture of India where it was many it manifested its greatest power in science in art in literature in culture in every aspect of the development of human personality that was the uniqueness of nibedita and actually she actually nurtured the india and its all past glories like a mother's heart like a will of a hero sweet and soothing for the burning souls who are sacrificing their life for the good of india the sacred charm and strength that dwell on the hearts of the aryan sages all this wonderful quality shami ji blessed that that manifest in the life of nivedita it is very important to know that how nivedita actually first got in touch with vivekananda there is a first meeting and i am reading from the master as i saw him a part of that she wrote that the time was a cold sunday afternoon in november and the place it is true a western drawing room he sat amongst us in his crimson robe and girdle as one bringing us news from a far land with a curious habits of saying now and again shiva shiva and wearing that look of mingled gentleness and loftiness that one sees one's face of those who live much in meditation that look perhaps the raphael has painted for us on the brow of the sistine child that was her impression when she first saw swami vivekananda and first lecture what impressed her most swami vivekananda's lecture he said that he came his very entrance means swami vivekananda's entrance in the lecture hall his silence as he, as he stood and waited to begin were like some great hymn a whole worship in themselves at last he spoke his face broke into fun and he asked what was to be his subject someone suggested the vedanta philosophy and then swami vivekananda began and now what vivekananda said and what touched the heart of nivedita these are the few words oneness the unity of all and so the final essence of things is this unity what we see as many as gold as love as sorrow the world is really god we see many yet there is but one existence this names differ only in the degrees of their expression the matter of today is the spirit of the future beautiful the matter of today is the spirit of the future the worm of today the god of tomorrow these distinctions which we so love are all parts of one infinite fact 
And that one infinite fact is the attainment of freedom. Naturally, Nivedita loved freedom. And that very inspiring words, as if touched her heart. All our struggles is for freedom. We seek neither misery nor happiness, but we all seek for freedom. Man's burning, unquenchable thirst, never satisfied, asking always for more and more. You Americans are seeking always for more and more. At bottom, this desire is a sign of man's infinitude. For infinite man can only be satisfied when his divine, his desire is infinite and it is fulfilled. It is the fulfillment in infinite also. It is a new explanation. We are all craving for joy. We are all running for little happiness and pleasure. But this is the call of infinite because we cannot be satisfied in any point because we are infinite. How can you be satisfied with finite? So that is Swamiji's voice is expressing those ideas. The search ignorantly when we think that we are searching for mundane, but the search for mundane is the craving for reaching that infinite joy. And so the splendid sentence rolled on and on. That is, the, that is Nivedita speaking. Lifted into eternities, thought of our common selves as of babies stretching out their hands for the moon or the sun, thinking them as babies' toys. The wonderful voice went on, says Nivedita. What that continued, who can help the infinite? Even the hand that comes to you through the darkness will have to be your own. And then with the lingering and heart-piercing pathos that no pain can ever suggest, Vivekananda said, We, infinite dreamers, dreaming finite dreams. My God, what an expression. We, infinite dreamers, and what we are doing? Dreaming only finite dreams. In this finite, all the things which we are around, we want to catch it, we want to hold it. But we are dreaming, this is a dream. But we are infinite dreamers. Our real nature is infinite. So that is the call what Nivedita was attracted. Ah, uh, Nivedita continues, ah, uh, they are mistaken who say that a voice is nothing. The ideas are all. For this is in its rise and fall was the only possible music to the poetry of the words, making the whole hour a pause, a retreat in the marketplace of life. At last the whole dying down and away in the thought, he said, I could not see you or speak to you for a moment. I who stand here seeing and talking, if this infinite unity were broken for a moment, if one little atom could be crushed and moved out of the place, Hariyam Tatsat. And for me, Nivedita says, I had found the infinitely deep things that life holds for us. To sit there and listen was all that it had ever been. Yet there, yet there was no struggle of intellectual unrest now, no tremor or novelty. Normally, 
we question. But when it is coming out of the mouth of Swami Vivekananda, in that fiery words, talking from the bottom of his experience, that we are infinite, we are dreaming finite dreams. It's a dream. This world in which we are living, it is a dream. But at what am I dreaming? It is me only. It is, it is me. There is nothing but me. That's why there comes the call of Swami Vivekananda to help others and do good to others. That's why she says later on that Swami Vivekananda said, what the world wants. That's why that was the message of Swami Vivekananda, what Nivedita was very much charmed with. What the world wants is character, he says, in a letter written at that time to a member of his class. The world is in need of those whose life is one burning love and selfless. The love will make every word tell like a thunderbolt. Awake, awake, great ones, great souls. The world is burning in misery. Can you sleep? That was the call which aroused the sleeping feelings of Nivedita to dedicate herself for the cause of the India. And there is a beautiful inspiration when Swami Vivekananda, him, she met, Nivedita met many uh, occasions. Swami Vivekananda listened to the talks and was inspired with this. But she had a questioning mind, so she had to argue with Vivekananda. That's Vivekananda himself argued with his guru, Ramakrishna, for years and never accepted anything, whatever, because Ramakrishna said. So he got a good disciple, Nivedita, question and argue every moment until it is satisfied. So when in all these things were done and when he was thinking of Nivedita's coming to India and helping, but ultimately Nivedita came to India. And when she stayed in Calcutta, she was getting restless. She was asking Swami Vivekananda that uh, I came to do something. You asked me to dedicate my life for the cause of India, but you are not giving me any work. What am I to do? Then Swami Vivekananda said, Are you ready yet? He said, Am I not ready to work for the women of this country? With my education, my background, my scholarship, am I not fit to teach the women of this country? Then Swami Vivekananda said, Mere learning, mere education does not give one the power to teach someone. First you imbibe the culture, imbibe the tradition in which you want to serve them. You should know them, who you are serving. It's a really, really, even today we talk about that. We coming to teach or to express the Vedantic ideas. We, in the modern age, we cannot understand all these of the cultural values and the glory of each culture. And Swami Vivekananda training, asking her to learn India in India's way, not in the way of others, to learn America in the American's way, not in the eye of an Indian eye. Similarly, it was a great, great lesson. And Nibhidita got frustrated and she questioned, do you feel that with my so much of education, I am not fit to teach these girls, this grade one, grade two, grade three, grade four girls? I am unfit to that. 
then Vivekananda's answer was that you love them, understand them, and understand their culture, and totally mingle with them, then you can serve. Actually, it happened. It was a great, great struggle for her to know the Indian culture. And Indian culture is a traditional culture, you know, it may be uh, apparently it is too many rituals, too many formalities, uh, too much. Uh, there is a story that when she came and she was given to stay in a house uh, to teach he, her, Swami Vivekananda appointed one of his monk, disciple monk, Swami Sadananda. And Sadananda will teach her Bengali. Because she's first see what a what a tremendous task. A, a, a lady going from this west, first she is learning the Bengali language under the tutelage of one of the monk, monastic. And then who will cook for her? But others will not cook because she's mature, he's outcast. So if, if you touch untouchable, huh? that society was so much deeply ingrained into those type of untouchable idea of touching, untouching and pure and impure this concept Swami Vivekananda ridiculed that your religion has entered into the kitchen. Uh, that means what is pure, what is impure. Uh, touching this and touching not this. And Nibedita has to face those challenges and enter into the society and get the abuse of these uh, illiterate uh, people who think that touching and non-touching makes the religion not the love for God or others. That's a forgotten thing. She actually entered into that situation. It blended her life. She does not know how to worship, how to salute. We salute and kneeling down. In the West, that's enough. You go to the church, kneel down, that's enough. But Indian salutation is not kneel down. You have seen. Eh? It lay flat. It's called it folded from just lie down like a rod in the ground. Your whole forehead, uh, hand, chest, everything will be ground at the feet of the Lord. That should be the way. My God, to learn that type of prostration. <laughs> one, one, I'm giving some little example of how she had to take this trouble to love India. And Swami Vivekananda taught her one word, love India. Uh, that was the only thing and she really loved India for India's cause not thinking of herself in any way and then she started a school what is called now Nivedita school one of the most uh, many, uh, we call prestigious school in Calcutta as also in all over India women's school and how it started she uh, used to try to collect the young girls from different homes of Calcutta. But the people are not ready for women's education because women, as I just mentioned before, that when, because of Islamic uh, uh, attacks many times and the societies, uh, Europe, uh, uh, Europeanizing their society, the women were always pushed back, back, back. They went into the inner courtyard as it were. They didn't accepting in a very high class society like Tagore family and some other families. Education was not for the common people. And the girls always were uneducated, kept in the 
in our courtyard of the home. They used to do homework, all the, as you call, maintaining the house and taking care of the needs of mom or brother, sister, etc. And she is going door to door, asking for a girl of six years, five, seven years to allow them to come to the school. Maybe a few blocks away. The gentleman said, how my girl, who is now eight years, will walk to the public road? What people will say? The whole society. You, you don't understand what is the significance of these few words. In those days, a young girl walking in the street at the age of six or seven or eight alone is inconceivable. So she said, okay, I will come and I will take the girl and I will bring back to the school and after that I will return. Well, what is your interest? Why are you so interested in my girl to be taken and given education and back? They didn't understand the value of education. And after that, even he, she is begging and taking the girl and what she is doing? Teaching them art. The small girls teaching them some uh, little bit of education, the uh, alphabets, this, that. And alone, working alone, quite a long time. And returning the children back to their home, bringing back. But inspiration was there behind. Holy Mother was fully supporting this program and scheme. Therefore, it was become a little easier, gradually, gradually. But it is the only one person's uh, dedication. It started like that. And then others joined into that by Holy Mother's inspiration. And also Vivekananda's uh, brother disciples also contributed into that. So in education, it was the wonderful contribution. Another thing, when plague started in Calcutta, during that plague, the people are dying because that time plague spreads more if it is not the clean atmosphere is not maintained. But in, in Calcutta, in those days, even they are not very much trained to keep their own place very clean. And so naturally the plague is spreading and people are dying and running away from Calcutta. Swami Vivekananda then appealed Calcutta people to stay on and he instructed his brother monks uh, and also his disciples and Nivedita to work for the plague afflicted people of Calcutta. First to teach them cleanliness, how to keep their place free from all these germs and things. But they, they have never learned that and it's a pitiable situation. If you see that movie, you will be, you will be crying as it were. Nivedita, going from this western, uh, with this highly educated western lady, sweeping the street and cleaning one spot like a sweeper and throwing away the garbage in one place. She has cleaned just now. And some lady from the house, from the second floor, just put another full garbage just over there. Nivedita looked up with such vacant look and she started again cleaning the same spot. The young people moving around, looking at, oh, he's cleaning, okay. Watching, as for fun. 
one day, second day, third day they did, ultimately they also felt ashamed and then joined. That is the way many young people joined in the team of cleaning the Calcutta streets, cleaning of garbage and things. And, and the Swamiji's disciples like Sadananda and other monks joined together. So that helped Calcutta to prevent that plague infected, plague, uh, free, free from plague. That was a great contribution and that was the time money was needed. Swami Vivekananda said uh, he has no money so he wanted to sell even the Belun Monastery. But anyhow it was not necessary. Things happened differently. So here we find that in going down to that level and then she was the support of the freedom fighters. Today's the big guy, big names Sage Aurobindo and others we hear, they are all impacted by Sister Nivedita. In course of the last century and all the way down to the recent times, we can find many references through both biological and historical texts detailing the life of Nivedita. The understanding common feature among all these texts is the manner by which she tasked the many lives and inspired those who are regarded by us as the pioneers of Indian national independence, Indian science, and Indian culture. From, you know, Sir Jagadish Bose, he found the, uh, there is a life in the plant that was first invented by Sir Jesse Bose. And, but it was who? It was Nivedita who supported from Jesse Bose to Gokhale, from Sage Aurobindo to Jawaharlal Nehru, the first Prime Minister, from Tagore to Gandhi, none has been left unmoved and untouched by her dedication. We learn from these biographies how without Nivedita's inspiration and active help, Sir Jagadish Chandra Bose could hardly have continued his scientific research not only in the field of scientific research, but she made a unique contribution developing an art movement, an art movement in the national lines. This is important. There was not that lacking of art because of the Islamic rule as also for British rule, but it is to be tuned to the culture of India, the spiritual culture. And it is Nivedita who infused that idea in the, in, in the minds of Nandolal Bose and others. You will find that if you go to Belurmat, the main door, uh, when the inner shrine like this is covered, you find the door, the design of all these doors are done by Nandolal. Uh, and even Nivedita school, you enter into the Nivedita school, uh, the door and the design of the door, etc. were done with the spiritual ideals in the background, but the Indian spirituality to manifest through this art. So she greatly encouraged this movement that grew with Havel and Abonindra and culminated in Nandalal Bose, owes much to Nivedita. In like manner, she greatly encouraged the eminent personalities like the great historians, Dr. Ramesh Chandra Datta, Dr. Jodunath Sarkar, in writing history, conforming to the nationalistic ideals. And speaking of her, Rabindranath Tagore said humbly that we learn from her 
how noble it was to dedicate one's heart to the Nivedita. It is Dominant Tagore who said that Nivedita Lokomata, she gave the highest adoration to Nivedita, that she is the mother of the Loka or the all of India, the role model of the nation and beacon of inspiration and hope. He was like a Lokomata, the mother of the nation. So this contribution of Nivedita, if we find in different areas, it is really unimaginable. And he used to, for the freedom movement, actually he did a great uh, support to the freedom fighters. And you know there was in the British territory and there was the, the French territory. So the Britishers, uh, when they are searching for someone, people can sneak into the French territory that they could be saved. In that way, they actually Nivedita helped many of the big freedom fighters who became great, like Aurobindo. Aurobindo escaped the British territory, entered into in the French territory by the help of Sister Nivedita. And she became what you know about Aurobindo, what was Aurobindo afterwards. So in the Actually, for the greater development of India, bringing back to its eternal spiritual dignity, Nivedita's contribution is to be remembered very well. We are here, we can say in another way that the contribution of Nivedita and other Western women and men are tremendous behind that. Because even one time when Swami Vivekananda's books were found to be in the hands of the freedom fighters, they thought that Vivekananda is actually inspiring this movement against the British Raj. So they wanted to ban the books of the nine, all of the volumes, not that time it was not nine volumes, of the work that, that books of Swamiji's sayings. And that time, with the inspiration of Holy Mother, Sarodananda Swami and MacLeod, and along with, I do not know, Nibedita, they were all together and at, uh, went to the uh, British and uh, presented the ideas, what is intended in the Swami Vivekananda's words. It is for freedom, but not only material freedom, but for the spiritual freedom. So when it was convinced, so this ban was withdrawn. So in many ways, today's Vedanta movement, what we see behind this great contribution of Sister Nivedita and others. We are greatly indebted. This 150 year, year, so we are fortunate to remember her and offer our salutation. Thank you. Om Shangno Shangno Vishnu Rurukramaha Namo Brahmane Namaste Vayo Tvameva Pratyakshang Brahmasi Tvameva Pratyakshang Brahma Vadishyami Ritam Vadishyami Satyang Vadishyami Tanmam Avatu Tad Bhaktaram Avatu Avatu Maam Avatu Bhaktaram Om Shanti Shanti, Shanti Hi. Om, may the guardians of the day be propitious. 
May the guardian of the night protect us. May the guardian of vision guide our steps. May those powers which conserve strength and sharpen the intellect benefit us. May the all-pervasive Lord protect us. Salutations to Brahman, the controller of action. Thou art truly the visible Brahman. The alone I address as the whole visible Brahman. The right will I speak, the truth I will speak. May Brahman protect us. Om peace, peace, peace be unto us all. You've been listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Thanks for listening.